Welcome to Just Be You with your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes as Coach McKenna and Father Jason discuss how athletics and faith help us to become who God created us to be. And now here are your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. Happy Easter, everyone. It's great to be back with everyone as we continue to find ourselves in this state of quarantine, although the light appears to be at the end of the tunnel. As we uh, start to approach uh, the reemergence of, of opportunities to gather together. Uh, so, again, it's great to be back with everyone. Hey, Coach McKenna here. We're practicing social distancing. Uh, father's in the station. I'm at home. and uh, But we're ready to rock and roll today. We are. And let's kick it off with our scripture passage to set the tone. And I'm pulling from Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25, uh, in which it says, let us hold unwavering to our confession that gives us hope, for he who made the promise is trustworthy. We must consider how to rouse one another to love and good works. We should not stay away from our assembly, as is the custom of some, but encourage one another. And this all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now, of course, what's interesting about Hebrews, Coach, is that we have that, that message there about how we shouldn't stay away from our assembly, and yet we find ourselves in a time period in which that's not possible in the normative way. And I, and I just want our listeners to, to reflect on that there's more than one way in which we can draw together as, as the body of Christ. Of course, the perfect way is together in church with the sacraments, to be intimately connected to Christ through the Eucharist, uh, but in, in the inability to do that right now, we can still find ourselves with opportunities to gather through prayer and through talking to one another through the different venues that we have possible to communicate these days and to have that connection through participation in the Mass um, via the live streams that half the parishes in, in the area are doing. Well, it's kind of neat because you mentioned about prayer, and I know in my normal life and our normal lives, uh, you know, my life is so busy. And, you know, I, I always said you try to get a half-hour prayer at times and everything, but w w when you're working at the school and everything, I always found that 30 minutes always turned into 15, 20 because something came up. The one thing I do love about being home and being in this situation now, I'm not having trouble finding that 30 minutes. Um, and I'll be able to go somewhere. My wife set me up. I got a nice little studio now. I got all the computer stuff to do my other shows and everything. And I sit in here and I'm able to close the door, reflect and read and, and go through the Bible. And, and, and it's been very peaceful and it's made me a better person. Yeah, it is. You know, it is one of those things I think is initially, it, I found it personally when we started the quarantine a little bit of a struggle because. You know, as many of us are as I am myself, a creature of, of routine and habit. And so, you know, I get into a, a certain order that my day exists in. And so I know that prayer is usually around this, this part of my day and is incorporated, you know, I do X, Y, and Z. And so when all of a sudden that routine fell out of place, it took a little bit of effort and an intentional effort to kind of reestablish uh, those priorities in my own life. And I know that can be tricky. Uh, you know, because change is, isn't something that we're readily open to for the most part. And so, uh, but it is, as we've kind of found ourselves in this now for five weeks, I think, uh, 
almost in more of a habit of how we exist nowadays uh, in light of the quarantine. And it's kind of neat. My wife and I were talking the other day, and when we were having dinner, and, you know, we, we try during normal times to have dinner together all the time, but it never, you know, it doesn't always work out. But dinner even is so much more peaceful because there's no rush. Because there's nowhere you have to be right after, or you got to get something done, or you got home late and everything, and dinner, you know, has been sitting on the oven for 20 minutes. It's just a little peaceful. Uh, there's some peace about this whole thing. And, you know, I'm not saying, you know, because, you know, in my prayers every day are the people that have died. And, and I feel terrible for this whole situation. But I think in every situation that's bad, you got to find good. And I think there is so much good. You know, you look at what people are doing. People are helping each other. And I think we're going in the right direction, uh, 90% of the people. And I think that's the key. You know, I, I think um, God has sent a message and said, we need to get our act together down here. And I think this has helped us get our act together. Yeah, it, defi- it definitely has. I think, you know, our priorities have certainly shifted our, our paradigm, so to speak. The way in which we view the world has 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 been realigned and and that goes really into that whole aspect of what the passages I read from Hebrews is getting at is that we need to order our lives to a certain end that end being the heavenly reality in which we were called to live and our lives ought to be lived in an extraordinary way leading others in that same path and so you know it's through that hope that that we need to be able to view the world around us and I think it's great to hear the stories of what people are doing, as we've mentioned before on past episodes, how, you know, in the craziness of everyone's schedule, families are not having the opportunity to sit down and have those meaningful conversations, to have dinner together, which doesn't always happen these days with everyone's different schedule. But also just some of the other things that we were talking about in past, uh, you know, working out uh, fathers and sons and mothers and daughters and so on, um, having that opportunity to grow as a family, uh, is really remarkable right now. Well, where I think it has helped, uh, too, and you're saying fathers and mothers, and I agree because um, with what I'm doing at Notre Dame, doing a lot of the videos and the kids working out and they're sending them to me, how many videos I've gotten watching dads spot their kids in their lifts and everything, working with them, being out on the field, you know, the Guato grass field behind their house, and the dads are working with them and helping them and everything. That doesn't happen normally because dads usually at work. And, you know, it can't be done that way. And I think it's allowed us to reconnect, reconnect um, with our family, but just reconnect with the way it ought to be. I mean, you know, and everybody calls me old-fashioned, and, uh, and maybe I am. But, you know, I go back to that front porch sitting where, you know, you always you sit on your front porch, you knew everybody, and, you know, kind of took time to get to know everybody. And I think we're getting to do that now, even, even with the computer. As much as I think the computer and all that is taking us backwards, I think now it has taken us forward where we now we can reconnect. We, I've had several team meetings with, my, uh, with, with guys in the weight room with these Zoom calls and these different type of calls and everything where I could see their faces. But even when we talk on there, we're not in a rush. You know, we, we can communicate and everything. It's been really nice. Yeah, you know I'm not a fan of Zoom. <laughs> I yeah, I know you're not. Period. That's why you won't talk to me on Zoom. I thought no, you no, no, I won't. You know, anymore, you know? Uh, yeah, I'm just uh, – the, the CEO of Zoom really just kind of uh, disturbs me and his attitude towards life and the fact that he's, he's just um, – so adamantly opposed to the value of of uh, unborn children 
you know, uh, you know, as he said, that you know, the only value a life has is when it can contribute to society. So if you can't contribute, you have no value. And and I just well, unfortunately, Father, yeah. I'll, until they install something new on my computer, there's no way I'm going to load it on here unless you're coming down and loading something new on here for me. So <laughs> I'm I'm know, looking I'm, into different things. I'm lo- definitely looking into other options. There's a lot of different platforms out there, and unfortunately, you know, with Zoom. Uh, you know, the, the CEO and the culture of the company seems to be opposed to the Christian value. Um, you know, and, you know, it's indirect support, so it's not a sin, uh, you know, in the, in the standard definition uh, of, of things. Um, but it is something that I think we do need to be mindful of. If there are alternatives, uh, we definitely need to look into those. And, of course, this is all new knowledge. You know, it's not like we knew all this going in. Uh, right. You know, so it was it was only really until recently when the CEO of Zoom, along with a number of other CEOs, started writing uh, open letters uh, in support of abortion rights and Planned Parenthood funding that really drew attention to this culture that the CEO of Zoom uh, really kind of encourages within his company, sadly. Um, well, you know, and, and we are going to have to look into that because I'm a big believer in supporting what you believe in also. It's just like with this new thing with, you know, Support America. I'm being very, very cautious about anything we buy and everything right now that has to be made in America. I think we've got to go back any way we can to support our own. And I think America's got to get off their butt and start making things and stop relying on other countries to make things. And so you can go, you know, all-American. And, and, and I think that that's the way it's got to come down to. Right. You know, and, and this kind of brings me up to that, to this aspect, um, you know, of going back to the idea of living our lives in that extraordinary way uh, towards that ultimate end. You know, so it's difficult sometimes to make these choices. And in, in the pastoral letter I sent out to the Notre Dame community, if you saw that uh, this past week, Father, do you think I wouldn't read anything oh, hey, you and, wouldn't put out? <laughs> you never you know. Doubt you never me, know. Father. Come on. You never know. I, you never know how many people are, are actually reading. You know all these emails that everyone's getting these days. But uh, but you know it's one of those things. So so in there, I, I kind of focused in on that whole aspect of how we're called to commit ourselves to Christ. And one of the things in writing that that pastoral letter that I stumbled upon and had not pri- prior. Uh, previously realized, was that there are 69 verses in Scripture that call us to commit ourselves wholly to God, completely and entirely to God. And that's remarkable when you think about the sheer number of them. I mean, obviously, God wanted to get the point across. uh, But the way in which we do that, as I said in that letter, was through that daily commitment, through that daily recognition of our need for God's grace in order to make the difficult choices. Because let's face it, it's easy to make the choice that's right in front of us, that doesn't require much effort, uh, that makes life just simple in that moment. But it's well, more, let's call it's that what difficult. it is. Well, it's easy to make the devil's choice. Right. That's, that's, a, that's a good way to put it. But, you know, one of the things on this, Coach, I don't know if you remember Eddie Monahan, who graduated last year. Yes, I do. Um, so one of the things, he reached out to me um, earlier this week, and I was uh, – I was really surprised because uh, I remember him talking about this charity that he wanted to start, Colorful Dreams, to really make a difference through a variety of different means. And he took this opportunity of the quarantine to actually turn that idea he had the last couple of years he was at Notre Dame into a reality. And so his he started the charity. 
um, colorful dreams. And and right now, um, in light of the limitations that are imposed, um, what he's been able to do is to uh, raise money as well to acquire meals for the hospital workers and those who are attending to the needs of those impacted by COVID-19. And it's just remarkable because here here's a here's a guy who's 19 years old, I believe, right now, and and he had this idea and saw the opportunity with all this time being spent at home. And so many are seizing these opportunities to do so many great things. Uh, and that's really what, what that whole call to live our lives oriented towards the end, towards that heavenly reality is all about. And you know what? It doesn't have to be a shebang thing. It doesn't have to be a huge thing that everybody's going to read about and say, look at me. It could just be a little thing. It could be helping a neighbor. It could right. be helping a neighbor that just can't get out of the house, can't take their trash in and everything. But it's about doing the right thing. And, and, and again, you just said it, seizing the opportunity. You see something that needs to be done, do it. Don't look for any fanfare. Don't look for any newspapers or anything. Just do it because it's the right thing to do. Right. And, you know, and the, I just want to highlight another student because I'm just really impressed with both of So Natalie Barrett as well. Um, I don't know if you if you saw what what she's been up to, um, but her and her teammates have started a GoFundMe page to raise money for those struggling with uh, depression and suicide in order to support in light of the, you know, let's face it, when you're cooped up inside, you're cut off from your friends, you know, a little bit more of that stress is put on you, um, and even some of the anxiety of how do you get back to normal when all this ends. Um, you know, is prevalent. And, and I think it's great that her and her friends recognize, you know, let's find ways that we can help support other teenagers in order to ensure that everyone has that healthy uh, place to be. But there's a key to what you just said, Father, when we get back to normal. Well, maybe what we're doing now should be the new normal. Maybe the, we're, we're learning lessons from this. Maybe this is the way the normal ought to be, helping each other out. I mean, next week, we're going to have a young man on our show, Jimmy Fischello, that took just a little thing, and just because he made an effort and created this song, and we'll talk more about that next week. But just those little things that people do, that has to become the norm again for us to walk in the footsteps of God. Yeah, and what... That's what he's about. And I think... Um, People just got to get faith back in their life. And I think this is the time that people are starting to do it. I completely agree. And, you know, I think uh, when we return after our short break, uh, we'll uh, pick up this conversation. I'd love to, because I love every day I get a chance to talk to you now, Father, being (laughs) I can't be around you all the time anymore. All right, well, we'll be back momentarily. Hello, my friends. This is Jim Manfredonia, co-founder, president, and CEO of Domestic Church Media. It's an honor for us to be able to bring you Just Be You on our network of local Catholic radio stations. And we want to thank Father Jason and Coach McKenna for sharing their gifts with us each program. Domestic Church Media is an honored affiliate of EWTN, the Global Catholic Network, and they provide us with so many wonderful programs. But as your local Catholic radio station, it's important for us that we bring you fine local programs like Just Be You. And not only can our family of listeners hear these programs on our radio stations, but they can listen on our free Domestic Church Media mobile app by downloading and enabling the Domestic Church Media skill on your Amazon Echo and Google Home devices. And we stream our broadcast live 24-7 and archive all of our local programs on our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. So I invite you to visit our site, that's domesticchurchmedia.org. And while you're there, 
I ask you to prayerfully consider making a donation to Domestic Church Media so that we can continue to bring you programs like Just Be You. Domestic Church Media is a nonprofit Catholic lay apostolate and we are totally listener supported. We are here because of the generous donations of listeners like you. We don't receive any financial assistance from EWTN or any of the dioceses that we serve. We count completely on our family of listeners. So won't you visit our website, domesticchurchmedia.org and consider making a donation today? When you do, you're supporting Just Be You and allowing us to bring this excellent program to potentially millions of souls every day. My friends, it's so important that we have a Catholic media outlet like Domestic Church Media to bring the joy of the gospel to millions of souls every day. But we can't be here without people like you. So again, I invite you to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this apostolate. God bless you, God love you, and thanks for listening. Hey, Coach, I want to tell you about this little story uh, of uh, what I did back in uh, my sophomore year of college, actually. So I was a resident assistant, an RA, in Acres Hall at Michigan State University, where I went to college. And one of the things that I did, kind of on the same focus of what we've been talking about, is there was a bulletin board uh, right near the door exiting the hallway to where the elevator and the stairwell was. And so I and we were expected as RAs to always have something on that bulletin board um, as part of our responsibilities. And so what I put up there, um, which the guys on the floor wouldn't let me take down, they wouldn't let me change it, it had to stay, was uh, I just put black paper up and then in giant white letters I put carpe diem, uh, which is, of course, Latin for seize the day. Seize the day. I love it. And, and that's one of my favorite things. I have shirts with that on it. Uh, it's a great reminder. And I just put it by the door. We had in one of our floor meetings, I told him what it meant. And I say, you know, just every time you see that, you know, just be, you know, reminded as you go out to do something awesome in, in throughout that day. And it became one of those things where all the guys were hitting it as they were walking out of the hallway as a reminder. And it kind of became this like thing on the floor. Um, and so when when I was told I had to change my board, the guys were like, you can't touch that board. That has to stay. Um, so we never did. Um, but it's one of those things, you know, to seize the day. You know, so sometimes we need that that visual reminder um, to, to live our lives in that way that is extraordinary. Because we don't know if tomorrow's going to come. We don't know what, what's going to be in tomorrow when it does come. And there's a key word you say, Father, extraordinary, because a lot of people, you know, they wake up, they're just, they, they muddle through the day. They just get through the day. And I'm on a big kick on with our kids lifted on their own and everything. I'm talking about that extra 1% every day. Give that little bit of extra, but not only in weightlifting, in your classroom, with your parents, with your relationships. And that's what we're talking about. Seize the day. Give everything you have. At the end of the day, emotionally, if you did what you were supposed to do, you should be exhausted because you gave everything you had because you don't know if you're going to get tomorrow. You know, and I go back to this old thing, and, you know, and I'll keep you updated here, Father. 24,063 days I've been giving gifts of life. And you got to seize the day every day because I may not get 64 tomorrow. So when I, at the end of the day, when I look in the mirror, I'm going to say, I gave everything I had today. And I think that's important. And if you live that way, man, there's just such a good feeling in you that you have because of the way you're living your life. Uh, I couldn't agree more with you, Coach. And I think that, you know, again, it goes back to this opportunity, and that's the silver lining of the pandemic. You know, there is, of course, 
you know, the sadness of those who are struggling with, with the virus and those who have passed away. But there's also the blessing of this time period in which God has called us back to what's truly important. And, 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 I, and I hope that this mentality and this focus on the family remains because, you know, John Paul II was a big advocate of stressing the value of the family, um, as well as, as Pope Benedict Emeritus and, and now, of course, Pope Francis. All, all three of them in my lifetime have really emphasized and stressed the significance of the family. And, you know, that's the one thing where society was really kind of um, lacking an understanding of until now because of this, this opportunity. Because you don't have a choice. Because pretty much you're all at home together with the few people that are working. And, you know, and you know what? I'm going to take this time out. You know, we talk about essential people. I've got to give Jim from the radio station a big shout out here because, you know what? There's other ways he could have probably done some stuff from home and everything. But he's in there all the time doing shows. And I'll tell you what, it's a service to a lot of people to have him in there. So, you know, I know he just did a commercial on, you know, everything's uh, funded by the people. But I'm going to tell you, people, if you get out there, you want to have a good cause to support domestic church radio. You can't get any better than this. I mean, since I've gotten involved with it, with the show and everything, um, just unbelievable. And you know what you got to do is get to meet the people behind it. And you get to meet the people behind it, you're going to want to support this station. Sorry, Father, for going off the deep end there for a minute. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, Jim doesn't have his headphones on right now, so he totally missed your promo of the uh, of the radio station. <laughs> but, uh, no, you're absolutely right. No, this is a great venue. And I was actually— um, I was with the bishop uh, for the Divine Mercy Liturgy, which we uh, live streamed from. Uh, and you Saint- did a great job, I say, Father. Oh, because thank I you. Watched every one of them. Thank you. But we were at Saint Rose in Belmar yesterday, and or on Sunday, and uh, the deacon there um, said, "Oh, I watch your, sh- I listen to your show all the time." He says, "You guys are doing a great job." And so, so it was, it was great to hear, uh, you know, from from an individual who's who's watching us, but. I got to say on the live streaming thing, which is just amazing, of course, it was also um, the Easter liturgies were also being played via domestic church media. Uh, We had for the Easter vigil, um, through just the live stream count through the diocesan webpage, almost 70,000 people um, had tuned in. And you assume, you got to assume that there's probably at least, uh, on, on average, probably three people in each of those households. That's a huge, massive number. And then you add in those who were listening on the radio. I mean, it's really remarkable, uh, the turnout for that. And, uh, and I've got my theory on this, Father, and why this has been good. Because you know what? People don't miss something till you take it away from them. Right. Now you haven't been able to go to church. I predict that the churches are going to be jam-packed when you're allowed to come back. Because I believe people have missed going to church and now watching the services because they've been at home. They're saying, wow, you know what? I really miss doing this. Man, when it's all over, I'm back. And I predict you're going to be turning them away at the door when we get to come back. You know, from your lips to God's ears, I hope that is the case. And it's definitely what I know many many of my confreres in the priesthood have been praying for is that this rekindles that, that passion and fire for faith. Uh, you know, and it's it's really uh, quite remarkable. I gotta say, just just the numbers that we've been seeing on these live streams, the number of people tuning in, which is far greater than the numbers that would normally be there in person. Well, I'm gonna tell you what, we've got a lot of good priests in the diocese of Trenton, a lot of great priests, but nobody rocks the house like the bishop. He does a great mass. 
Um, you know, and I, I like it because when he does a homily, it's like get on the edge of your chair and listen to the homily. And it's just really neat to have him that, you know, because normally, you know, I'm sure he does a lot of masses, but to get around to him, it's tough. But now being able to basically, I've seen him, what, five weeks in a row now. And it's been really a blessing. And you do a great job as a master of ceremonies. Yeah, it's been great kind of being back in that role, my old job. Um, I, I always enjoyed being the MC uh, for the bishop, and uh, it's it's great to have that opportunity to do that again with him, uh, for sure. And you know what? I have never been to St. Rose Church, and I, it's a beautiful church. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Uh, it's a remarkable parish, actually, and it's been, you know, Monsignor Arnister and uh, Father Dayton uh, have been really hospitable uh, towards making this all happen. And what's amazing is they didn't have any of that tech uh, in place uh, before the coronavirus uh, quarantine was put in place. That was something that Father Chris uh, did the research very quick on uh, with uh, Mike, who's the IT guy in the school there, and they made it happen in little time, uh, which is truly remarkable. Well, for me, it doesn't get better. You know, go down, go to Mass, walk down, and go to the beach. Sit on the <laughs> beach for, and, and reflect. Can't get better than that. Yeah, those shore parishes are really uh, great setups. Uh, you know, as a priest, that's not a bad spot to be. You know, you, you got the you know, beautiful communities out there by the shore, and then you got the, the beach not too far away to go and enjoy in the summer for sure. Now, um, let me turn things around here, Father, and ask you a question. Sure. How are you handling all this, all the free time, basically? Because I know you've been down uh, at the bishop's place and everything, which has been great for you. Um, and to kind of sit back and reflect a little bit more, but how 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 how's it doing with you with this time? Uh, you know, I've been uh, enjoying it, actually. You know, I'm I'm pretty uh, adaptable, and so it doesn't take much for me to kind of change my approach. Um, you know, and so obviously I had to figure out how to teach philosophy through the online manners that we have available at Notre Dame, which is a little bit of a challenge. Uh, you know, but doing that is it takes up some time. I'm doing a little bit of the vocation work, which is becoming my full-time uh, assignment. Uh, you know, and then and thinking about some of the things that we can do with Catholic athletes going forward. Uh, you know, so it, it fills up quick, quick enough. And well, you know, like you always say, Father, and you said today, man, my challenge to everybody out there is, you know what, make the best of a bad situation. You know what, Cardiam, seize the day. But if you're going to seize the day, go after it. Grab the whole day. Do everything you can to make this a better place. But you know how you do that? You start at home. You make your home better, and then you build out. God bless you, and Father, thank you for the opportunity to share this time with you. Uh, it's great to be with everyone again, and until next time, God bless. Oh!